Hello there, children. Welcome to Chucky Radio. It's time to listen to all your favorite stories and music. So get your ears ready. Let's go. Hello there, children. You're listening to Chucky Radio. And this week we are featuring the stories of Beatrix Potter. Did you know that when I was a kid, I saved up my pocket money and every month I would buy a new Beatrix Potter book from her collection of stories. There are 23. They are small little square books that fit into the back pocket of my jeans. Do you have any small books that can fit into your pockets? It's very handy for taking books somewhere in case you need to read. Today, we're going to be listening to the story, The Tale of Squirrel Nutkin. This is number two in the Beatrix Potter series. So get ready, get your listening ears on and get comfy. Let's go. The Tale of Squirrel Nutkin. This is a tale about a tail, a tail that belonged to a little red squirrel, and his name was Nutkin. He had a brother called Twinkleberry and a great many cousins. They lived in a wood at the edge of a lake. In the middle of the lake, there is an island covered with trees and nut bushes and amongst those trees stands a hollow oak tree which is the house of an owl who is called Old Brown. One autumn when the nuts were ripe and the leaves on the hazel bushes were golden and green Nutkin and Twinkleberry and all the other little squirrels came out of the wood and down to the edge of the lake. They made little rafts out of twigs and they paddled away over the water to Owl Island to gather nuts. Each squirrel had a little sack and a large oar and spread out his tail for a sail. They also took with them an offering of three fat mice as a present for Old Brown and put them down upon his doorstep. Then Twinkleberry and the other little squirrels each made a low bow and said politely, Old Mr. Brown, will you favour us with permission to gather nuts upon your island? But Nutkin was excessively impertinent in his manners. He bobbed up and down like a little red cherry, singing, Riddle me, riddle me, rot tot tot a little wee man in a red, red coat, a staff in his hand and a stone in his throat. If you tell me this riddle, I'll give you a goat. Now, this riddle is as old as the hills. Mr. Brown paid no attention whatever to Nutkin. He shut his eyes obstinately and went to sleep. The squirrels filled their little sacks with nuts and sailed away home in the evening. 
But next morning they all came back again to Owl Island, and Twinkleberry and the others brought a fine fat mole and laid it on the stone in front of Old Brown's doorway and said, "Mr. Brown, will you favour us with your gracious permission to gather some more nuts?" But Nutkin, who had no respect, began to dance up and down, tickling Old Mister Brown with a nettle and singing, "Old Mister B, whittle me wee, hitty pitty within the wall, hitty pitty without the wall. If you touch hitty pitty, hitty pitty will bite you." Mister Brown woke up suddenly and carried the mole into his house. He shut the door in Nutkin's face. Presently, a little thread of blue smoke from a wood fire came up from the top of the tree, and Nutkin peeped through the keyhole and sang, "A houseful, a holeful, and you cannot gather a bowlful." The squirrels searched for nuts all over the island and filled their little sacks, but Nutkin gathered oak apples, yellow and scarlet, and sat upon a beech stump. Playing marbles and watching the door of Old Mister Brown. On the third day, the squirrels got up very early and went fishing. They caught seven fat minnows as a present for Old Brown. They paddled over the lake and landed under a crooked chestnut tree on Owl Island. Twinkleberry and six other little squirrels each carried a fat minnow. But Nutkin, who had no nice manners, brought no present at all. He ran in front, singing, "The man in the wilderness said to me, 'How many strawberries grow in the sea?' I answered him, as I thought good, 'As many red herrings as grow in the wood.'" But Old Mister Brown took no interest in riddles, not even when the answer was provided for him. On the fourth day, the squirrels brought a present of six fat beetles, which were as good as plums in plum pudding for Old Brown. Each beetle was wrapped up carefully in a dock leaf, fastened with a pine needle pin. But Nutkin sang as rudely as ever. Old Mister B, riddle me re, flower of England, fruit of Spain, met together in a shower of. Rain and put in a bag tied round with a string. If you'll tell me this riddle, I'll give you a ring. Which was ridiculous of Nutkin, because he had not got any ring to give to Old Brown. The other squirrels hunted up and down the nut bushes, but Nutkin gathered Robin's pincushions off a briar bush and stuck them full of pine needle pins. On the fifth day, the squirrels brought a present of wild honey. It was so sweet and sticky that they licked their fingers as they put it down upon the stone. They had stolen it out of a bumblebee's nest on the tippity top of the hill. But Nutkin skipped up and down, singing, "Hum a bum, buzz buzz, hum a bum buzz." As I went over Tipple Tine, I met a flock of bonny swine, some yellow-nacked, some yellow-backed. They were the very bonniest swine that e'er went over Tipple Tine. 
Old Mr. Brown turned up his eyes in disgust at the impertinence of Nutkin, but he ate the honey. The squirrels filled their little sacks with nuts, but Nutkin sat upon a big flat rock and played nine pins with a crab apple and green fir cones. On the sixth day, which was Saturday, the squirrels came again for the last time. They brought a new laid egg in a little rush basket as a last parting present for Old Brown. But Nutkin ran in front, laughing and shouting, "Hee hee hee! Humpty Dumpty lies in the beck with a white counterpane round his neck. Forty doctors and forty rights cannot put Humpty Dumpty to rights." Hee hee hee! Now old Mister Brown took an interest in eggs. He opened one eye and shut it again, but still he did not speak. Nutkin became more and more impertinent. Old Mister B, old Mister B, hickamore, hickamore, on the king's kitchen door, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't drive hickamore, hackamore, off the king's kitchen door. Nutkin danced up and down like a sunbeam, but still, Old Brown said nothing at all. Nutkin began again. Arthur O'Bower has broken his hand. He comes roaring across the land. The King of Scots, with all his power, cannot turn Arthur off the bower. Nutkin made a whirring noise to sound like the wind, <whistles> and he took a running jump right onto the head of Old Brown. Then all at once there was a flutterment and a scufflement and a loud squeak. The other squirrels scuttered away into the bushes. When they came back, very cautiously peeping around the tree, there was Old Brown sitting on his doorstep, quite still, with his eyes closed, as if nothing had happened. But Nutkin was in his waistcoat pocket. This looks like the end of the story, but it isn't. Old Brown carried Nutkin into his house and held him up by the tail, intending to skin him. But Nutkin pulled so very hard that his tail broke in two, and he dashed up the staircase and escaped out of the attic window. And to this day, if you meet Nutkin up a tree and ask him her riddle, he will throw sticks at you and stamp his feet, scold and shout, "Cook, cook, 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 cook!" The end.
Mouse is missing. I have been looking for him all morning, and I can't find him. I tell you he has simply disappeared. But where to? Where could he have gone? Don't worry. We will search and we will investigate, and together we will find him. Where has Mouse gone? Where could Mouse have gone? Where, where, where has he gone? Hello, sheep! Hold on a moment. Tell me, have you seen Mouse recently? Mouse? He's missing. You don't say missing. Ah, wait a minute. I saw him this morning. This morning? Wonderful! Did he look all right? Did you notice anything odd about him? No, no. He looked perfectly all right. Excellent. Now we are getting somewhere. The sheep saw Mouse with a suspicious box. Now I must find out what is inside the box. Now, sheep, try to remember. What shape was this box? Was it a round box like this one? Was it a square box like this one? Or was it a triangular box like this one? Let me think. It wasn't a triangular box, and it wasn't a square box. It was round. The box was round, Squirrel. A round box. That means there was something round inside it. Now, what could it be? Something round. Hmm. If only I knew what was inside the box. Ah, I know what was inside the box. He opened it and showed it to me. It was a rubber ring. A rubber ring. I told you it was something round. A rubber ring is round. Excellent. Now we're getting somewhere. Sheep, did Mouse say where he was going? No. Oh, well, actually, he said that he was in a hurry to get to Giraffe's house. Aha! Thank you very much, Sheep. I must go now. I am in a hurry to get to Giraffe's house. You too? Oh. Giraffe! Giraffe! Yes, Squirrel. What is it? Is he here? Is who here? What do you mean, who? Mouse! He was last seen this morning on his way to your house. Mouse? Oh, yes. He was here this morning. He came to borrow something. Excellent. Now we're getting somewhere. Now tell me, what did he come to borrow? It's something that you wear. A costume. Costume, costume. A swimming costume. He borrowed a swimming costume. A swimming costume? Aha! Where could he have gone with a rubber ring and a swimming costume? I wonder where. Hmm. It's obvious that if you have a rubber ring and a swimming costume, you're going to... To the seaside! Mouse has gone to the seaside! Oh, Squirrel, can I go too? Go where? To the seaside. Oh, yes, can I go too? Can, can we, we go, go too? too? You know what? Let's all go to the seaside! Hooray! 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 Ooh, I do love the seaside. <laughs>
In bustling Balsa City, there's a tree. In that tree lives a very famous squirrel. Hi, I'm Scaredy Squirrel. Please wash your hands before watching this trailer. The Scaredy Squirrel trailer. It's going to be awesome. Not to be confused with regular trailers containing regular squirrels. Not awesome! Scaredy is comfortable in his own fur, as long as it's clean. He's ready to make it in the big city as a grocery store stacker. He's made tuna into art. Yes, I did. Scaredy already has a lot of fans. Fans like his best friend, Dave. Give me an S. Give me a K. Ah, whatever. Go, squirrel. His pet plant, Richard. Sorry. Sally Fishlips longs for his affection. Scaredy, what is the prize? And there's his nemesis, Nestor, grocery store manager. There's no such thing as butterflies. What? This squirrel does things his own way, even if his way is totally nuts. In today's episode, I licked a cow. Lily! My name is Lily! Nobody needs to know that. Yes, Scaredy Squirrel appeals to everyone who loves an underdog. Uh, under squirrel. I've been wearing the same underwear for five years. But I'm not like you, Dave. I'm clean! And, well, that's the trailer. Don't worry, my new show is 100% germ-free. We hope you enjoyed this trailer, and we're glad no squirrels were injured in the making of said trailer. I knew you could do it. You can go. Dirty Squirrel. Hey, kids. The next segment is a trailer for a movie that's already been released. It's called The Nut Job 2. It's about some cute, crazy, funny little squirrels. It's already available, so ask your parents. If you haven't seen The Nut Job, the first movie, ask them about that as well. Here's the trailer. Excuse me, I gotta get back to slacking off. Ah, precious, we talked about this. It's hard to respect your personal space when it tastes like peanut butter. Look at all of you, lazy and spoiled and bad. Take it easy, Andy. It's not like the nut shop's gonna explode. Oh no! The peanut butter was in there! Uh. What are we going to do, Sally? I'll find a new place, even better than the nut shop. Yeah! Pretty as a picture. It's perfect. Liberty Park generates zero profit. I got bigger plants and trees. An amusement park! They're gonna destroy the park. It's a fat guy with a tiny shovel. How much damage can he do? Oh, I get it. Tiny shovel was a symbolic gesture. We're all gonna die! Do something This park is worth fighting for. I got this. Let's see you drive now! I'm good. But you guys get the next one. My crazy plans don't work. They'll follow you anywhere, Surly. You can do it. It's all you. No, it's not all me. If you want to stop these guys, it's going to take everyone. Where with you, Surly? Let's go get them. Do some crazy. Come on, move it. Roll over. I don't know how I'm not classically trained. Whack that mall! How do you like it? How do you like it? The very existence of this game offends me. All I'm going 
we were overrun by animals. Mangy little rodents. Go get them, boys! Remember your training! You had training? We Got to be a safety violation. Do something crazy. Do something wild. Whoa. Oh. Sorry. Do some crazy. Did you know that one of my favourite movies is called Over the Hedge? And my favourite character in that animated movie is Hammy the Squirrel. So, once again, ask your parents about this movie. Here's the trailer for it now. The forest is gone. <laughs> Their land has been developed. These humans don't want us around. <laughs> Their survival is at stake. What do we do for food? That's easy. I know where the food is. Right over that oh. hedge. And the most important decision they'll have to make... We want nothing to do with anything that's over that hedge. ...is who to follow. I, 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 the eyes have it. Let's ride. Welcome to paradise. So we can do a couple of tricks, not like he can walk on water. Hey, everybody! Bruce Willis. That is an SUV. It's so big. How many humans fit in there? Usually, one. Gary Shandling. Hey there, little fella. Stop it. Up here. Mm-hmm. Liking that a lot. <laughs> Done. Steve Carell. I am a crazy rabbit squirrel. Behind you. William Shatner. Brain possum is what we do. Rosebud. Can I poke him? No. And Wanda Sykes. Thank you, Stella. Oh, I can clear a room. This summer... Want me to show you what I do with my nuts? Very tempting, Hammy. Very tempting. From DreamWorks, the creators of Shrek and Madagascar. I'm putting my foot down. No! Right? Oh, boy. Over the hedge. You're the devil. Okay, kids, we're coming to the end of our program on Chalky Radio today. But I'm going to leave you listening to a last piece of that lovely music from the ballet of the tale of Squirrel Nutkin. Have a fantastic week. We hope you enjoyed Chalky Radio today. And remember... Be good kids for your parents. <laughs>